Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 2nd of June. India is currently on the 7th spot on the global list of countries worst hit by COVID-19. The country is close to hitting the 2 lakh mark with 1,98,706 coronavirus cases reported so far. A jump of 8,171 new infections with 204 fatalities were recorded in the last 24 hours, bringing the total death toll in the country to 5,598. According to the Health Ministry, at least 1.20 lakh samples are being tested for COVID-19 on an average per day. At present, there are 476 government labs and 205 private labs for testing the virus. The country's current recovery rate is 48.07%. However, our country still has among the lowest testing rates in the world. And inadequate testing, according to experts, is a key reason why coronavirus cases continue to rise despite two months of the lockdown. To know more, do read Hamida's report on our website, newslaundry.com, titled India's bungled handling of testing kits hobbled its COVID response. In an interview with CNN News 18, Home Minister Amit Shah discussed the migrant issue at length yesterday. However, Shah claimed that a few migrant labourers had lost patience and started walking home during the coronavirus lockdown, even though the centre had provided adequate facilities for them to return home. The Home Minister admitted that a lot of people had to face troubles, saying that there were some unwanted incidents for five to six days. He said that the government had provided all facilities to migrant workers and that is why more than a crore migrant workers have reached home. Shah also reiterated that the Ministry of Railways has subsidised the fare of train tickets for migrant workers by 85% and the state governments have been asked to pay the remaining 15% on their behalf. Addressing the Confederation of Indian Industries, or CII's, annual session of 2020, Prime Minister Modi said that India will get back to its growth after coronavirus lockdown and that it is already on the path with the unlock phase one. Stressing on the need for self-reliance, Prime Minister Modi said, world is looking for a trusted, reliable partner. India has potential, strength and ability. India now needs to manufacture products that are made in India but are made for the world. He said that strengthening the economy is one of the top priorities along with fighting coronavirus. According to data released by the Centre for Monitoring Indian Economy today, India's unemployment rate in May remained very high at 23.5%, but a total of 2.1 crore jobs were added as the labour market conditions improved last month. Of these 2.1 crore jobs added last month, 1.44 crore were small traders and wage labourers who account for a third of the total employed population. Maharashtra has breached the 70,000 mark with 2,361 new COVID-19 cases and 76 fatalities in the last 24 hours. Coronavirus cases in Mumbai have crossed 40,000. The Maharashtra government has set up a special 200-bed hospital with oxygen facilities at Dharavi, the largest coronavirus hotspot in the state. It will be operational from today at the Maharashtra Nature Park. Meanwhile, on account of the cyclone alert that has been sounded by the weather department, the state government has decided to shift 150 coronavirus patients being treated at the MMRDA to a safer location. The coronavirus patients will be shifted to the COVID facility at Worli. Tamil Nadu reported 1,162 coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours. With this, the total number of cases in the state has increased to 23,495. 
as many as 184 people have died in the state due to the infection. Meanwhile, salons in Chennai will now check the Aadhaar card of their customers before giving them a haircut. The new rules from the government have made it mandatory for salons to take names, addresses, phone numbers and Aadhaar card numbers of their customers before giving them services. Delhi has become the third state in India to record over 20,000 coronavirus patients. However, there was a slight dip in daily COVID-19 count. The national capital reported 990 new cases in the last 24 hours. The total number of coronavirus cases in the state have now increased to 20,834. There have been indications that the beds in Delhi government-run hospitals will be reserved for the city's residents. This follows a consistent four-digit rise in the number of coronavirus cases in the city since March 28. However, Chief Minister Kejriwal said that within the city, there will be more relaxations. Faced with criticism over the shortage of beds and adequate facilities in hospitals, the Aam Admi Party-led Delhi government today launched a mobile app that gives a live status of the number of hospital beds, ventilators and ICU beds available in the city. The app also has an option to address grievances of patients who are refused a bed in hospitals despite availability. 41 more people have tested positive for COVID-19 in Uttarakhand today, taking the total number of cases in the state to 999. In a shocking turn of events, Karnataka's health minister, B. Sriramulu, violated social distancing norms by holding a grand procession in Chitradurga district. The minister was welcomed by his followers with a huge garland of apples and many, many flowers. As a part of the relaxations in Lockdown 5.0, Kerala allowed bus travel between neighbouring districts with adequate safety measures including wearing masks and using sanitizers. The state government, while issuing guidelines, said marriage functions with a maximum of 50 people could be allowed at the Guru Vayur Sri Krishna temple from now on. While COVID-19 numbers might not be very high in the region right now, northeastern states have been reporting a surge in cases. Tripura added more than 100 cases in a single day, while the number of infections in Arunachal Pradesh increased from 4 to 20, and that in Manipur from 78 to 83. Assam, in fact, is one of the states with the fastest rate of infections in the country right now. In the last one week, its total confirmed cases have increased by almost three times, from 526 on May 25th to 1,464 now. Its current doubling time is just about 4.5 days. The state has reported 192 cases on Monday. That was our reporter Pratik Goyal speaking to migrant workers who he met on the Pune Indore Highway. Here is an excerpt from his report. Four men walked in a single file down the side of the road, luggage strapped to their heads, water bottles in their hands. They were visibly tired. They were walking home to Bihar's Baksar. The name Baksar rang a bell. I remembered it from history lessons in school. Wasn't it some 2,000 kilometers away? I asked. Sanjeev Singh, 25, corrected me tiredly. It is about 1,600 to 1,700 kilometers away from Pune. 
and Sanjeev and his fellow workers Babudhan, Kushkumar and Sudarshan were heading there on foot. The four of them worked for daily wages in Pune earning about 250 to 280 rupees a day. When the lockdown began on March 25th, they were left with no work and empty pockets. Their contractor would pay them 100 to 150 rupees every 15 days during the lockdown, an amount that so many people spend on a pack of cigarettes without blinking an eye. This report is titled 200 rupees left 1300 kilometers to go. Traveling with migrants on the Pune Indore highway. The report is a reader-funded story. It is a part of the News Laundry Sena project, an initiative through which people like you can fund the stories that you want to hear. We have several such stories under the project. The latest one is an investigative report of how the Delhi police is handling the Delhi riots case. While many of you might be aware that two JNU students, Natasha Narwal and Devangana Kalita, were arrested over their alleged involvement in the violent riots, the two are members of women rights group Pinjaratoor. Since then, the two women have been arrested several times. While Kapil Mishra, the BJP politician who made what was clearly hate speech right before the riots began, remains scot-free. Through text, video, and podcast, this News Laundry Sena project will explore how fair and robust the Delhi police have been. Do consider contributing to the story on our website newslaundry.com/sena. Also, if you think we deserve your consistent support, please do subscribe to us. Check out all the stuff that we do on our website and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. Now for some international updates on coronavirus. The number of confirmed coronavirus infections now stands at 6.26 million with 375,554 deaths worldwide according to the Johns Hopkins University tracker. The World Health Organization has said that the new coronavirus has not suddenly become less pathogenic and that there is no evidence to support an assertion by Professor Alberto Zangrillo, the head of intensive care at Italy's San Rafael Hospital in Lombardy, who told state television that the new coronavirus clinically no longer exists. But WHO epidemiologist Maria Venkarkovi said Zangrillo's comments were not supported by scientific evidence. She said there is no data to show that the new coronavirus is changing significantly either in its form of transmission or in the severity of the disease it causes. Meanwhile, the WHO has also warned that the increased use of antibiotics to combat the pandemic will strengthen bacterial resistance and ultimately lead to more deaths during the crisis and beyond. The United States has reported over 1.8 million coronavirus cases and has recorded 105,160 fatalities ahead of Britain, Italy, Brazil, and France. New York remains the hardest-hit state with 371,711 cases and 29,833 fatalities. Other states with over 100,000 cases include New Jersey, Illinois, California, and Massachusetts. The country meanwhile saw its seventh day of protests against the killing of George Floyd. President Trump meanwhile threatened to deploy the military if state and city officials did not quash the looting and other violence. His declaration, an extraordinary exertion of federal powers, came as the police used tear gas and flash grenades to disperse peaceful protesters so that the president could visit a nearby church and pose for photographs with a Bible. Washington's mayor called the use of force shameful and Bishop Marion Edgar Buddy of the Episcopal Diocese of Washington said she was outraged that the president had gone to church after he threatened to basically rain down military force. 
The United Kingdom's COVID-19 death toll neared 50,000 today, confirming its place as one of the worst-hit countries in the world. The UK is now considering a plan to allow flights from countries with low risk of spreading coronavirus as pressure mounts on ministers to scrap controversial quarantine plans. Arrivals in Britain will have to self-isolate for 14 days under rules to be introduced on June 8, which travel executives warn could devastate their industry. In New Zealand, only one person is still recovering from COVID-19 and they are not being treated in a hospital. No additional deaths were reported in the country today. New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said that restrictions may be eased sooner than planned as the country was ahead of schedule in tackling COVID-19. The Cabinet will decide on next Monday whether to move to Level 1 restrictions two weeks ahead of when the government had planned to make that decision. New Zealand so far has no COVID-19 cases for 11 consecutive days. Level 1 is thought to only involve border restrictions. South Korea will begin trying QR codes as part of its track-and-trace efforts to contain the virus. From 10th of June, visitors to nightclubs, bars, karaoke clubs, daytime discos, indoor gyms that hold group exercises and indoor standing concert halls will be required to use an app that generates a one-time personalized QR code that can be scanned at the door. It follows difficulties tracing potential infections from last month's Seoul nightclub's cluster of 270 cases after people gave false or incomplete information. Pakistan has reported 72,460 cases of coronavirus and 1,543 deaths so far. However, the Pakistan government has lifted almost all shutdown restrictions primarily to avert an economic meltdown and said that the country will open to tourism but cinemas, theatres and schools will remain shut. Prime Minister Imran Khan has defended his decisions to lift almost all lockdown measures because of the economic losses despite the rising number of cases. In a televised address, Khan said that his government could no longer afford to continue giving cash handouts to the poor on such a large scale. He urged people to act responsibly but said that more infections and deaths were inevitable. Now for some non-coronavirus updates. In the wake of Nisarga cyclone building over east-central and adjoining southeast Arabian Sea, seven districts in South Gujarat, two in Saurashtra and the Union Territory of Daman have been put on high alert. The National Disaster Response Force has deployed 11 teams in Gujarat and one each in Daman and Diu and Dadra and Nagar Haveli along with five teams of State Disaster Response Force. More teams have been put on standby in nearby areas. All the beaches have been closed to public and fishermen have been asked not to venture out into the sea. As the cyclone is likely to hit on 3rd of June, that is tomorrow, Chief Minister Vijay Rupani has appealed to the people of Valsar, Surat, Baruch, Navsari and Saurashtra's Bhavnagar and Amreli districts to stay indoors on 3rd and 4th of June. Additional Chief Secretary of Revenue Pankaj Kumar has stated that all those involved in the relocation and rescue teams will have to be equipped with masks, hand sanitizers, and PPE kits. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.